Hello everyone, live from New York, it's me, Kara Berry, host of the Berry Good Podcast. How was your week? I hope it was a little bit better than mine. Unfortunately, as you can probably tell, I'm still in like the last day or so of my cold. And I have to tell you, it's been really, really awesome to be sick in the middle of July. Nothing like laying in bed all day and looking outside and seeing how nice it is. But even better than that is being outside when you have a cold. I have to tell you, July in New York is great for being sick. Um, The sun beats down on you like the weight of every bad decision you've made. It's humid and then it rains and then it's almost more humid. And yeah, it's been a delight every step of the way. (laughs) Fortunately, it's almost over. Anyway, um, yeah, I think let's just get on with the show. I'm a day late with this, and I'm sorry about that. I will really make an effort to be on schedule for the rest of the series. Um, but yeah, let's let's go on. Um, so the cast uh, flies off to Geneva, Switzerland. And you have to tell me, do they always, like, spend half of the time in America and half of the time abroad, um, just seems like a lot. Um, but as we're getting closer, production is really driving that home. Um, they keep doing these like sweeping views of the countryside and (laughs) the close-ups on Rachel, like wistfully looking into a forest, like, just really pondering life and her existence and like who she's going to be with gotta be a very weird situation to be like I'm dating six guys they live together it's on tv I should probably marry one of them and I'm getting paid for it (laughs) I don't know if that sounds like a really awesome thing or very weird thing maybe a little bit of both at any given moment but anyway um this is our yeah this is gonna be the last rose ceremony before hometowns which is i guess their little vernacular for when the bachelor or bachelorette goes home excuse me um they go to visit meet the parents and the rest of the family the siblings or whatever and really see get a slice of life of the guys and you know what they're really like and what their real life could be outside of the show um uh as i mentioned these like really dramatic moments i wish you guys would go and just watch the very beginning the guys are like skipping and laughing down the street and they're walking into the hotel for this like promo shot of wherever they're staying and I swear they're like, you could overlay any number from West Side Story and it would have looked exactly the same. But I guess when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. And you're even a jet in Switzerland. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the guys are going into the hotel and they're talking about how, you know, important the one-on-ones are for this time because this is of the last time that they have before they go home. 
Um, so Rachel walks into the hotel room and she tells the guys that they're actually not going to be having a rose ceremony. Um, but what they're going to do is switch it up a little bit and do three one-on-one dates and then one three-on-one date. Um, the first one-on-one date goes to Brian and immediately the guys are a little bit aggravated because they can, you know, they're sensing the pattern. Obviously she's very into Brian and Peter and... You know, I think they're really kind of, I think it's getting to them. But it's interesting to me that um, because they all get along, it's sort of like they're all rooting for each other, but they all are in love with the same girl. It's a very weird dynamic because typically if you're all competing for the same thing, there should be some you know, personality clashes. And obviously we had them earlier in the season with Kenny and Lee, of course, and Lucas and the aspiring drummer, Blake. Uh, But yeah, this is like, it seems like all of this group of guys seem to really get along with each other. So it's kind of weird to see them, yeah, strategize with each other and they're supportive of each other, but they're also going after the same chick. It's, it's a very weird dynamic. I don't think I've seen that on TV before. Um, but yeah, so Brian and Rachel go off. She takes them outside and there's this beautiful Bentley and they drive to this Breitling watch store and they try on watches and she picks out one for him and ends up getting a, a similar ladies watch. And she quote-unquote, pays for it. But let's be real. I mean, the Breitling name was all over the screen during the scene, and I'm sure whatever she paid was probably to the tune of zero dollars. I mean, let's not be fooled here. But he is very excited to get a free watch, probably because he couldn't afford it anyway, and that's embarrassing to be on TV and, uh, just try on a watch and not be able to actually get one. But, uh, he gets so excited that he like tackles her in front of the watch salesman into this like pretty aggressive makeout scene. I have to admit, um, it was a little bit uncomfortable. I don't typically care about that stuff, but it was a little much. Um, Rachel really seems to be into Brian and I think she seems to have gotten past her, initial what I feel is completely correct assessment that like he talks a good game but there's not really a whole lot of depth there um but she seems to not really be interested in that anymore um yeah I I think that's gonna come back and bite her on the ass (laughs) but yeah back at the hotel production actually remembers that they do have two other guys and apparently their names are Matt and Adam. Uh, yeah, they realize that they should probably get some screen time. And they talk about, you know, getting a one-on-one time and how crucial it is at this point. And I don't know. Peter admits to Dean that he's kind of amazed that Brian's getting more time. And... Dean kind of breaks it down. He's like, listen, this guy is, you know, 
he's 37 years old and maybe we need to start looking at why it is that he's not been in a serious relationship because he does have it all. He is attractive. He's probably making decent money. He's got a good job. Um, you know, and Dean said that, you know, Brian's been living in Miami for 20 years, sweet talking women. He knows what he's doing. And Rachel needs to see that if there's more substance to Brian, uh, But back on the date, Rachel tells Brian that she's really embracing being more vulnerable with him and that, like, he really helps, like, you know, bring, bring that sweeter side to her out. And, yeah, it's, I just, I'm not into this relationship. I, I, I have to admit, I'm fully, fully over it. Um... But back at the hotel, Eric gets the door and they get the card uh, for the next date. And the next one-on-one date gets to Dean. Um, Here's kind of where, you know, the tide turns because we've seen Dean be very, like, lighthearted and sweet and just very affable this whole time. But this is like, he starts getting a little bit dark and he admits that he's very hesitant to bring Rachel back to the house to meet his family because he doesn't have a very good relationship with them. Um, and yeah, that comes up quite a bit a little bit later. So we'll touch on that later. But, uh, yeah, the second part of her date with Brian, they go to a dinner, quote unquote dinner, which we all know by now is just them drinking as much as they can. Whoever's serving them has the heaviest pour I've ever seen in my life. Bless them. (laughs) But it's like they're just centimeters away from spilling their drink at any given moment. And yeah, they never eat. And it's so annoying. (laughs) Uh, So Rachel starts to ask Brian about his background. And he like sort of answers it. But then he starts kind of asking about her and it was a noted deflection on my part I have to admit um but Rachel does go back and she asks him about his last relationship and he says that he kind of rushed it that they had he had a wedding to go to abroad I believe he said in Columbia they went and it was just too soon for them to be doing something like that something I guess happened between the girlfriend and the mother and days after they got back from the wedding, they ended up breaking up because of his mom. Um, he says that his mom ended up feeling really guilty about that. And yeah, it was just kind of a weird situation. Uh, but because of this, Brian giving half an inch of insight into his life, he could see one-on-one, excuse me, the first hometown rose, excuse me and the orchestra just starts playing this grand music they end up they're like in an orchestra hall and in these seats they've got these people hidden and all of a sudden they play this very loud music and it's just like (laughs) over the top cheesy for sure (laughs) um but yeah she so yeah, so that's it. So our first hometown rose goes to 
Brian. I think nobody's surprised by that. Um, and so, yeah, we're done with him. So the next date we said is Dean. Um, she takes him on a date to a Catholic mass, which was really weird. Neither of them are Catholic. And, you know, I, I know that she said that she's very active in the church and that she, you know, wants somebody who at the very least respects her faith. That's fine. I just thought it was, like, a really weird choice for them to make. I mean, you could find, surely, something else to do in Switzerland other than going to church. And and to have the scene of them just, like, whispering the whole time was very weird. Um, And it was in French, so they couldn't even understand what was being said anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, she just... I don't know. It, it was it was just kind of like a weird situation, and it was made weirder by Dean's attitude. Um, he's really like pulling back, even though I actually really like how they interact with each other. It seems like very natural and sweet, and yeah, it's just kind of a shame that he gets hesitant. Um, And he says that, like, Rachel has no idea what she's getting herself into. And it was, like, very ominous. Um, Very strange. So Rachel's, like, you know, trying to dig deeper and ask him. But he keeps deflecting and, like, telling her she's pretty and asking her random questions. Like, what's her favorite dinosaur, I think. And it's getting a little bit frustrating. Uh, Yeah. But so we break... After that, uh, we go and find the guys back at the hotel. Um, We find out that Peter is the last to get the... Excuse me. He's the one who gets the last solo date with Rachel. And then Eric, Matt, and Adam are the guys who get the group date. Um, I think we kind of all figured that's how it would shake down. She's obviously very attracted to Peter, as am I. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the other guys are not surprised, but I think they're a little bit frustrated, but, oh well, they can get over it. <laughs> um, so, back at what I'm just going to now call wine dinner, um, because they're just drinking wine. <clears throat> um, Rachel's hoping for a little bit more depth. Um, she tells Dean that she felt that something was off, in their dinner earlier and Dean says that he really likes her but he's just really not excited about going and doing the hometowns um as we all know his mother passed away when he was 15 and prior to her passing their relationship with the whole family functioned really well but after she died it's like things kind of fell apart his siblings left the house and his dad kind of went into like a very he went left, <laughs> um, to say the least. So, yeah, he says that his relationship with his dad has been really strained and that if she's expecting to get this perfect family, it's not going to be happening with him. And, you know, she says that she doesn't need that perfect family, that she's got her own family that she's very happy with. And, you know, she's not going to blame him for his family dynamic and judge him for that 
And Dean is the second one to get the hometown rose. Again, not a surprise. Uh, but definitely puts pressure on the other guys. <clears throat> so the dates are pretty streamlined. Um, and as soon as she gives Dean that date, that hometown rose where she's on the date with Peter. Um, they take a helicopter ride to the Swiss Alps. And when they get up there, they find out they go, they're going dog sledding. It was very cool. But it reminds me, where's her dog, Copper? And what happened to his leg? She was very evasive about it earlier. And we've not seen Copper since. I mean, I know he can't come to Europe. Certainly not with that leg. But I want to know what happened. And if we don't get an after show, a reunion show with Copper, this is going to be all for nothing. And I'm not going to be happy. Where's Copper? Hashtag, where's Copper? <laughs> um, so, in the show, in this particular episode, they keep doing these scenes, they keep, like, mixing and matching the guys to discuss the one-on-one -on -one dates. So it's like, Matt and Adam at one point, Adam and Eric are talking, Peter and Eric are talking, they keep like interstitialing these throughout the show. And it's really funny. I think this show, this episode has probably been like the most obviously pushing a storyline, very produced, um, not so much driven by Rachel, who... I have to admit, has been, like, pretty real this whole time. Um, this has been, I would say, the most fake episode. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, we go on uh, with the date with Peter. Uh, and he admits that to Rachel that at times, like, the situation really... Um, put a strain on him and the dynamic of the relationship and the whole situation with the show put enough of a strain on him that he admits that at times he really was thinking about leaving. Um, and he just, I don't know. He, he looks very vulnerable in this moment and just like, ugh, somehow, Snow has gotten on half of his hair and, and hair is very salt and pepper to begin with. And he just looks so hot. <laughs> I just, I need a, I need a moment every episode to just like take a moment for how hot Peter is and how nice and smart he seems. But like, ugh. I'm going to miss having Peter on my television every week. This, that's going to be the hardest break for me, but I digress. <laughs> um, so they talk about whether or not he's dated a black woman before. And he says that he hasn't, but that his family really wouldn't care. Um, and they spoke about his last relationship. And he said that it, he ended it because he really wasn't ready um, to give his all. And that he really felt guilty about leaving her. Um, but, you know, he says that he thinks that he's really ready to pursue something 
serious and even into marriage. And yeah, of course, that's really all that any of us would need to hear from a guy like Peter. And he gets the third hometown rose. So I guess we only have one more rose at this point to give. And there are three guys left. And they're definitely the second string team. So this is going to be a, a I think, quick fire elimination on Rachel's part. Uh, Rachel says that she really sees a future with Peter, and I agree. I agree that I see them having a future, and honestly, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If she's not going to have him, like, I will take him. And I know that a lot of people are offering, but, like, I will take him. (laughs) And I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Um, so anyway, yeah, very streamlined episode after our date with Peter, we rush on to the three-on-one date with, is a, they take a boat ride to France. Very cool. Um, Adam does this toast to finding true love. And you can see throughout this episode, Adam has really been like milking, finally having a camera in front of his face. And so he's really like, I don't know, the, the toast is really sweet. Um, but I can sense the desperation in Adam. Um, So after their toast, Rachel takes Eric aside first and he tells her that like, uh, you know, even though this whole situation is very hard for her, it, in the end, it's going to be worth it. He tells her that this experience has made her, him more confident. And I think it shows like throughout the, throughout the season, I've noted that he will make very, um, he, he would make a lot of insecure comments to the guys, but kind of fake it with Rachel. And at this point, you could really see that he is, like, coming into his own. He's feeling more confident. And, uh, yeah, I'm starting to like Eric a little bit more, I have to admit. Um, so after she talks to Eric, she ends up talking to Matt. Matt seems like a really nice guy, but, like, as he's talking, the little, he's got this, like, little front patch of hair, and it obviously is windy, and it was just blowing in the wind, and it was very distracting. I honestly, like, can't even remember half of what he says, but, like, as he's talking, Rachel starts getting emotional, and that's obviously when you can tell that she's gonna let him go she can tell that he's being like a really good guy. And she says that they, that he is most like her than anybody in the group. But unfortunately she had gotten to know other guys quicker and more intimately. And the situation just doesn't really shake out for him. And unfortunately he's got to go. Um, you know, I, wish I had more of an opinion on this, but unfortunately we know that like Adam or excuse me, Matt barely got to talk all season. So bye. (laughs) Um, so after that, she goes for a two on one wine dinner with Eric and Adam. Uh, she takes Adam aside and this is the first time that I noticed that Adam is 26 what? <laughs> His hair is 45 minimum. 
Somebody give that man a makeover. I could not believe he was 26. He is like balls to the wall in this situation. He is breaking it down to Rachel and he just straight up asks her if she sees a future with him. And she kind of questions him because I guess earlier in a unshown, unseen footage, (laughs) um, he told her that he felt like part of him was falling in love with her. And I think that really stuck with her because she felt like, you know, if you're going to fall in love, fall in love all the way. Don't just like give parts of yourself, which I have to agree with. Um, but he tells her that like, because she's been a little bit more withholding with her feelings, he protects himself and, you know, he pulls back a bit and I, I get that. Um, you know, if you're telling somebody that you love them and they're telling you thank you, <laughs> I could see how you might want to um, downplay your feelings a little bit. It's got to sting a bit, but um, I applaud Adam for going for it and really taking advantage of his screen time. Um, and then, yeah, she ends up talking to Eric uh, and Eric admits to her that his life is hard. Um, his family has a history of drugs, selling, uh, and using, and violence, and his parents were divorced, so he really doesn't have that relationship with, uh, you know, seeing a good male and female, or man and woman, excuse me, dynamic, uh, up close so he really doesn't know what it's like to really be in love but he's trying to embrace it and uh he tells Rachel that he's actually never brought a girl home to his parents and I think that was really surprising to Rachel but she ends up giving him the rose and I I don't know I was a little bit um on the fence about who she would go for. But yeah, I think Eric makes more sense just because I've seen him more. And, uh, he really does seem to have improved over the season. Um, but I want to know who was going to care for Adam Jr. Adam is now a single father yet again. And I don't know, maybe Adam Jr. should be, maybe Adam should be the bachelor. Find a good mom for little Adam Jr. (laughs) Um, But Adam is not happy. He was actually really pissed. Um, He says that she made a huge mistake. And if she had only gone to go home with him, like things would have been totally different. But I don't know. Sorry for you, Adam. Again, along with that, I can't really feel a whole lot of sympathy because I didn't even know what she would have sounded like until this episode. So see you later bro, please get a better haircut. (laughs) Um, so we're at the tail end of the episode and Rachel just says that the experience has been really humbling because she didn't think that she could have such strong feelings for all of these guys at the same time. And, um, we see what's to come in the future. She goes home and, you know, it seems like some, situations go a little bit better than others. Um, there's 
our requisite tears. We see Peter absolutely bawling and uh, some questions over Brian's sincerity. And yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting, an interesting couple of episodes. I don't know how many we have left, but uh, yeah, I, I am ashamed to admit that I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> But uh, that will be it for me today. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm going to pretend like I'm not sick at the very least and just kind of do the secret and will my way into feeling better. So anyway, if you would like to follow me on social media, you can check me out on Instagram at Podcast. And I'm also at Twitter, on Twitter, rather, at BarryGoodPod. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at BarryGoodPod at gmail.com. And, of course, I would love it if you could rate and subscribe on iTunes. Give a little comment telling me how much you love me. And if it's not going to be anything less than that, then I don't want to hear it. But you can leave a five-star review anyway. It helps me. (laughs) Anyway, I will talk to you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. Bye.